Hey guys, welcome back to the Filmmakers Podcast. I am the maker of the Filmmakers Podcast, Andrew Gardner. In this podcast, we cover famous directors for people looking to get into movies, so we hope you stick around and enjoy the podcast on the Filmmakers Podcast. And also, follow us on Instagram at podcast underscore makers for more movie content. Welcome back. This is the start of season two of the Filmmakers Podcast. If you still want to listen to season one, it is on Spotify or wherever you find your podcasts. For the start of season two, we will be embarking on a two-week journey as we follow the chameleon of all directors, Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino has made nine films that he believes he has made and given his all. For these films, he produced, directed, wrote, and even acted in them. His nine films are Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, The Kill Bill franchise, Death Proof, Inglorious Bastards, Django Unchained, The Hateful Eight, and his last film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Tarantino has made his has made films in the crime genre, martial arts, history, schlocky B-list movies, and even westerns. There's a lot to unpack for Tarantino, so I will be covering some of his earlier films in Reservoir Dogs, made in 1992, the Kill Bill franchise, made in 2003 and 2004, and on the 18th, we'll be covering Pulp Fiction, made in 1994, Inglorious Bastards in 2009, and Django Unchained in 2012. We'll finish out the month with Spike Lee on the 23rd. So check all this out and more on the Filmmakers Podcast. All right, guys, before we break down the themes and history of two and Quinn Tarantino's films, we must talk about the director himself. Tarantino was born March 27, 1963, in Knoxville, Tennessee. Tarantino would later move to Los Angeles when his mother would remarry. Quentin would drop out of high school at the age of 15 and would get a job at Movie Archives. Quentin was known as the best employee to go to for recommendations as he knew little movies that nobody would really know. At the age of 27, Robert Kurtzman, famed film director, tasked Quentin Tarantino to write a script from Dust Till Dawn, and Tarantino would later star in the movie he wrote alongside George Clooney and Harvey Keitel in 1996. Quentin's movies are inspired by famed movies like the Hong Kong thriller City on Fire, noir film Kiss Me Deadly, and even the 1996 western Django. Tarantino is willing to use these movies that he grew up watching and use their themes and styles to make his movies himself. Tarantino is also willing to use weird song choices in the theme songs within his movies. Quentin is inspired by songs from the 60s and 70s. Before we start breaking down the films of Quentin Tarantino, we must talk about the relationship he had with Harvey Weinstein as Tarantino's films were produced by Miramax Weinstein Studio. Quentin would later have his last film, Once Upon a, Tire, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, produced by Sony as he ended his relationship with Weinstein after many sexual assault cases came to light. We must not look past a horrible, horrible person that produced Quentin's films, but look at the overall outcome of these movies had on moviegoers everywhere. First, we must talk about the plots of Reservoir Dogs and Kill Bill before getting started in the themes and trivia. Reservoir Dogs re was released at Sundance Film Festival and will later have the largest amount of walkouts of any premiere at Sundance with 33. Reservoir Dogs were premiered the brash, violent, dialogue-filled movies that would come from Quentin Tarantino. Reservoir Dogs follows a group of six career criminals, may it be from drug dealing, robbery, and even protecting secrets of the mob. The six are hired by Joe Cabot, played by Lawrence Tierney, and his son, Nice Guy Eddie, played by Chris Penn, to steal jewels from a bank. They all have fake names, so they don't release the real ones if and when caught by cops. You have Mr. Orange, Blonde, Pink, Blue, Brown, and White. These movies, these first movies showed that Tarantino had a, lot, had a lot of work to do when it came to the money management section of the movie. He ran out of movie and couldn't shoot the big bank robbery scene, so through creative editing and rewriting the Rewriting, he made a concise crime story. The runtime sits around, sits around one hour and 39 minutes, the shortest of all his films. The majority of the film takes place in a hideout where everyone was meant to meet up after the, at the end of the robbery. 
The hideout was shot in a former crematory. We see only four robbers show up as Mr. Blue and Brown would later be killed by cops. When the robbery unraveled, they needed to decide what to do with the jewels and the bleeding Mr. Orange played by Tim Roth. We see the robbers break down and they need to decide who ratted them out to the cops. It was later found out that Mr. Orange is an undercover cop and the only one that protected him is Mr. White played by Harvey Keitel. You hear that sound? It's our new trivia bell. One fun fact about Reservoir Dogs is the film was produced and starred Harvey Keitel. Keitel would finish the film and would help Tarantino become the star he is. For Kill Bill, the plot is pretty simple. One woman humps down her fellow assassin co-workers as they attempted to murder her as she attempted to leave the group and get, re and get married. The bride, or Beatrice Kiddo, would later be left in a coma for four years, but she instantly wakes up and goes on a revenge killing streak. She goes on to murder Oren Ishii, Vernita Green, watches Bud die, and pokes out the remaining eye of L Driver in a sword fight. This all leads to her killing her former boss, lover, and even father figure Bill with a five-finger death punch. She travels to Tokyo, Okinawa, California, and Texas. Now that we're all caught up on the films, let's set out to look at some themes within all the films of Quentin Tarantino's movies. Violence is the first major theme within Karen Quentin Tarantino films. Quentin likes to make sure that the blood is spraying in the scene. The blood in a lot of his film has a bright orange tinge, only adding to the all-consuming nature of the blood. The first scene I want to talk about would be the battle in the House of the Blue Leaves. This is where Beatrice now has made it to Tokyo to battle Oren Ishii. She now has her Harito Hanzo sword, a world-famous sword made by Harito Hanzo and a former master of Bill. Before Beatrice can fight Ishii, she must go fight her crazy 88 gang. Oren now has become the main mob boss leader in Tokyo and has a gang of people willing to die for her. Kiddo starts the violence by cutting off the arm of Sophie Fatal, the right-hand lady of Oren. A large spray of blood shoots out of her arm and the battle begins. She takes out an initial couple dozen of Ishii's gang, and that's when the rest of the ADA comes, led by Johnny Moe, a skilled martial artist. There's that sound again. During the battle, you see Beatrice pluck out the eye of a crazy AD member, and this leads to the screen to turn to black and white. This not only was to pay homage to the martial art films that Quentin Tarantino based the film on, but also to keep a rated R rating. Since the film was so bloody, the ratings board was thinking of turning it to an NC-17 rating, but by turning it back to a rated R rating using the black and white, they were able to save a bunch of money as they were able to lead to a wider audience. Another fun fact is the yellow suit Beatrice wears in the battle it pays homage to Bruce Lee. As the battle ends, we can finally see the face-off of Oren and Beatrice. Oren is played by the always great Lucy Liu. The battle ends with Oren scalped by the sword. A sharp line of blood sprays across, sprays across the falling snow. Next scene to talk about is a violent scene in Reservoir Dogs. Mr. Bond, Mr. Blonde, played by Michael Masson, has a cop tied up and is going to torture him. The song Stuck in the Middle of You, played by Steeler's Wheel, will never be the same after this scene. Mr. Blonde slowly cuts off the ear of the cop and leaves the empty spot where it was. This is a horrible, violent scene, as this is probably why 30 people left the theater. The next scene I'd like to talk about is nonlinear storytelling. Within Kill Bill, we see Beatrice kill Bernita Green first in the beginning of the film, even though Oren Ishii was the first one to be killed out of the deadly assassin group. We then go back and forth, showing the act in which Beatrice is in a coma and then on her current journey in revenge. This backs up her... This back and forth tell shows the life she has left and how she needed to come back to it. 
In Reservoir Dogs, we see the group return to the hideout, and this intercuts with the group being put together by Joe and how they were introduced to the robbery group. We see at the end of the whole story who the rat is. We later see that Mr. Orange was the rat. The final theme I would like to cover is the theme of revenge and redemption. The whole movie, Kill Bill, is the revenge of Beatrice Kiddo on the deadly Viper gang that murdered her and took away her child. No matter what, she never stopped continuing to murder the people that wronged her. Even when Bill has her thinking about a new life she would have with him, she pounds a secret move on his chest that has him kill over and die. In Reservoir Dogs, it's mostly a movie of redemption. As Mr. Wife backs up Mr. Orange the whole movie and later finds out when he's a cop, he then murders him in front of a room of cops as they storm into the building. And the redemption arc of Mr. Blonde is when he spent four years in prison because he didn't snitch on Joe and Nice Guy Eddie. And then the arc would later become faulty because he later gets shot by Mr. Orange and dies. Reservoir Dogs doesn't have a lot of fleshed out themes like in a lot of Quentin Tarantino's future movies as it was his first creative piece. For a side piece, I would just like to talk about the song to Quentin Tarantino's From Stuck in the Middle of You to the shrieking siren song that Beatrice hears every time she sees someone that wrongs her. He also has a creative song list from the real-life band The 5678s that are heard before the Battle of the Crazy Eight. Finally, the funky song that plays at the Battle of Oren and Kiddo. All right, guys, that's week one of Quentin Tarantino's two weeks on the show. We'll be covering Pulp Fiction and Glorious Bastards, Django Unchained on the 18th. So come back next week or on Thursday as we cover the themes in the next episode with three more movies from Quentin Tarantino. All right, guys, that was our podcast. If you enjoyed it, remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at podcast underscore makers. And watch out for next week's podcast. It's bound to be loads of fun as we look at another filmmaker. All right, guys. See you later.